Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to Grief to Growth Podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, best-selling author, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he is here to help you grow where you've been planted by the difficulties in life. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. It is his sincere hope this episode helps you today. Hey, everybody, this is Brian back with another episode of Brief to Growth. Today, I've got with me a fascinating woman. Her name is Kimberly Meredith. Uh, she is a best-selling author. She's a world-renowned medical medium, and we'll talk about what a medical medium is. She's also a healer. She's helped thousands of people from around the world. Now, following an accident resulting in two near-death experiences, she received miraculous healing gifts from the Holy Spirit. Numerous research institutes, including the IANS Institute, which is the Institute of Noetic, Noetic Sciences, have scientifically validated her abilities. In addition to hosting the syndicated radio hit, The Medical Intuitive Miracle Show, she's also a frequent guest on numerous podcasts and nationally syndicated radio shows. And that's why she's here today. I reached out to her after hearing an interview with her. And I think her story is so fascinating. And what she's experienced is fascinating. I can't wait to share it with you. So with that, I want to welcome to Grief to Growth, Kimberly Meredith. Thank you, Ryan, for having me on your show. Kimberly, it is really great to meet you. Um, we were talking earlier. I, I said, I, I think I heard you on a podcast. I know I heard you on a podcast earlier. I know you've had some fascinating experiences as far as near-death experiences, et cetera. Uh, we talked earlier before we got start recording. My audience is primarily people that have gone through grief events, uh, and which is why I do what I do because of the passing of my daughter. So we were, you were saying that you've experienced a lot of grief in your early life. So tell me about that. Yeah, unfortunately... <laughs> Um, it started with my uh, brother. He died first in our family. Um, he was in a gang-related um, fight at school. He was only um, 15 years old. Um, he wasn't in a gang, but he, him and his friend um, were on the schoolyard, and some older kids came on the school, and they were pushing around some uh, kids, and my brother was one of them. And him and his best friend were uh, bullied and pushed. And um, my brother hit the back of his head um, against a brick wall. And um, his friend also was injured pretty bad. And um, my brother went home with the back of his skull, didn't know, was pretty badly um, injured Mm -hmm. and um, didn't tell my mom or anything that this had happened. And he went and took some um, aspirin 
and went to sleep. And by the morning when he woke up, there was blood in his ears. And uh, we got him to the hospital and he was brain dead a few hours after that. Um, It blew up huge um, in the community. Um, They never caught the kids um, or adults, actually, um, that did it. But um, what happened was that from that happening, it was like one of the saddest funerals uh, because there were so many young kids in the community um, that were really uh, torn up besides our family. It spun off about two months later. um, uh, My mother uh, died of a broken heart on the couch. Um, Then my dad died after that shortly also um, of grief. Yeah. Um, they both died quickly after that. L- losing a child can, can do that to you. I can understand that. Yeah. No, they did. My, my mom uh, suffered from uh, anorexia and um, she just couldn't get over the losing of my little brother. He had an exceptionally, my, I have four kids in the family. He was exceptionally close to me. He was also a writer. Uh, and also the really interesting thing is a few days before he passed over, he um, uh, got his driver's permit. And I thought yeah. this was really interesting. When he was at the DMV, he said, if something ever happens to me, I, I want to donate my organs. And he got the little donor uh, uh-huh. sticker, which I thought was really interesting because I didn't even think about that back then, you know? Right, right. And, um when he died, the doctor had come out and he said, um, do you want to donate his eyes and his heart? Because um, that's on his uh, license. And I just broke down crying because I'm the one that took him to get that. Wow. Wow. So I I have to ask you, do you feel like he had some intuition that he might die early? My brother and I were soulmates. I used to ride him to school on my bike and we also shared the interest of horses Mm. and about a month before he crossed over, he bought me horseshoes and I still have them in my room and I always communicate with him right now. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, I feel he sensed it because him and his friend, Peter were rappers. They love to rap. Mm -hmm. They listen to too short, the rapper all Mm -hmm. the time. And I felt like, and he also liked to write, you know, plays and stuff. And I felt like there was something going on at school. It wasn't like he was in a gang, but there were a lot of gang stuff happening. And I felt like there was just something that he was sensing was happening. Yeah. You know, the reason I asked that my daughter was about the same age when she passed, she was 15 and a half. And she was just a few uh, weeks from getting her temporary driver's license and she made a comment six weeks before she passed about wanting to be cremated and buried under a tree um, as a 15 and a half year old child was very unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm getting chills about that with your daughter. And also it's very interesting. My near death experience when I got hit by the car and in my book, I talk about the rapper Eminem. Mm-hmm. And I was not into rap music at all. And when I was recovering in my near-death experience and I couldn't get, you know, I couldn't walk. I had no feelings in my leg just to push a little further. And I, they were saying, they're all coming around me in the hospital saying, you're not going to walk again. And 
I was crying the tears and I couldn't move my legs. And some woman just comes up in the, you know, nurse and she puts on my earphones, rap music. I felt, this is my brother. Oh, wow. I don't listen to rap music. (laughs) That was kind of strange. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. And then I start moving my legs when I'm hearing the rap music. (laughs) Wow. So if you don't mind, let's talk about your near-death experience. I understand that you had two, I guess, a result of the same accident. Um, no, there was two separate accidents, which is really ugh, the second one was ugh, totally bizarre. My fault. Oh God. The first one was a freak accident. Um, I was getting into a car to get picked up to go to a set I was working on as a medical consultant. Um, I used to be in nursing. I always loved helping people since I was a kid. I was working as a nurse assistant and also on movie sets, helping set up um, it to look like a nursing uh, facility on a show that was really um, a really cool show called Getting On with Laurie Metcalf and Nisi Nash. And it was called um, Getting On, this British television show. And I used to do that as mm-hmm. a side gig. I was a nursing assistant for many years. And then I would do um, these really cool gigs, setting up uh, television shows and films, making it look like hospitals. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited. And this car my friend had did not fix his door and it swung open, and knocked me off my feet because the hinge was broken and it just, you know, I'm small, <laughs> knocked me out. And so that was my first NTE and I ended up in the hospital and I um, was severely injured and stayed there for many months after and experienced um, crossing over, you know, going and experiencing Jesus and the Holy Spirit and completely leaving my body. And in that happening, um, I um, took me several months to recuperate that experience because you die, you know, and you come back. And when that happens, your organs shut down and you don't always get all your organs back working correctly. And so, you know, with me, I'm lucky to be alive right now speaking to you. And I praise Jesus and God for that. You know, I don't need to get in all the details of what organs are working and not right now, Right now, (laughs) but some of them, um, you know, recovered and some of them, I'm just lucky that I'm not in a wheelchair anymore. So I really did communicate with Jesus and God and was told you're here to stay. And it was interesting because it was whispers and I saw myself above myself and then working on me. And I loved being up in this presence of the Holy spirit, Mm -hmm. but at the same time I was told to come back and it was a hard shove (laughs) push. I try to explain to people and, um, you know, when I came back in, my eyes were shining with light and they didn't start to blink then on that push. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was born with blinking eyes and I didn't think that would ever happen to me again. And then the recovery in the hospital was really long, a hard, didn't know the word near death experience. That was something that wasn't in my brain. All I knew was these priests and rabbis were coming in and praying for me and trying to help me with my recovery to try to walk. When I was finally released, 
that wasn't looking very good. It was looking like I was probably going to be in a neck collar or have to have surgery to hold my neck up because it was so severely injured. And my legs were not, you know, walking right. I was still in a wheelchair, but getting out a little bit and walking. So when I came home, I knew I was different. I knew that I was not the same Kimberly. Hmm. So um, when you, you said your eyes were blinking, what do you mean by your eyes were blinking? And you said they you were born blinking. with blinking eyes. They weren't blinking yet. No. Okay. So when I was when I was born in the book, I talk about that I was born with my eyes that would flutter and blink, okay. and I was communicating with spirit when I was little. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. So the reason I just brought that up, I skipped as uh, when I came home from the hospital, my second near death experience happened. Okay. So tell me about that. When I came home from the hospital, it was a matter of just one week. I was ninety nine pounds. And I was thrashed. You know, I looked like death warmed over. You know, I was on still an IV drip, very sick. Um, I had a dog that they wanted me to get rid of. I had just had rescued an American bulldog pit right before I'd gone into the hospital. He was 80 pound dog named Rocky. And living with my fiance, he needed to work. I had this part-time nurse and um, this is like unbelievable. I'm telling you the story. Um, I'll never forget it. We live several steps up this condo and the nurse was late and I needed to take Rocky out to the bathroom and she was not here yet. So I said in my mind, I'll just take him out the front door and bring them back in and I'll be okay. So I did something that was not okay. And I went down the steps on my bottom. I, I'm getting chills right now. Mm. And I go out the front with Rocky and I've just got home from the hospital and I'm still real thin. And I go out the front and right as we're going out, a man walks up with a blower, you know, like they're blowing the leaves Mm-hmm. And he was afraid of the, my dog, you know, because the dog looks dangerous. Mm-hmm. And he took the blower and he shoved it at Rocky. And Rocky is a rescue. And Rocky's still learning to like people. And Rocky lunged towards him. And when Rocky lunged towards him, Rocky threw me into the middle of the street. And I, it just went and, and, cracked my head open right where they just had done surgery on the back of my brain and it broke open the whole side of my head where they just had um where they just had um operated on me and um that was it I mean that was just that was it and um what they're telling me the neighbors is that the guy ran and the ambulance came and some lady called and Rocky, my beautiful American bulldog, I guess he just ran and stood by me or I would have been just, I would have been dead because there were so many cars coming. They would have ran me over. And I don't remember. I just remember at that one, I remember heaven and hell. I remember seeing enormous amount of dark, dark skeletons coming after me. And I remember the angels just I mean, I remember so many, at this time, it was not Jesus or anything like that. It was just an enormous amount 
of duality. Mm. And it was like the angelic realm, like so many angels. It was unbelievable. And so many, it was a, a very intense feeling. And then also I remember feeling Rocky, uh, like, licking me and like around me. And I remember feeling a massive amount, like a stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just horrific. And then after that is when my eyes shortly started, the awakening pushed open where my eyes started blinking like they did when I was a child. Okay. So that experience, you said you experienced angels and, and then some sort of dark entities. And were, do you recall being sent back or was there any communication while you were on the other side? It, it wasn't like that. No, this was a different energy. Okay. It was like the other one. No. Okay. So you, you, I assume you wake up in the hospital. Did you, did you feel different again or how did you feel? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, I'm testing out a new feature. I'd love to get your feedback on it. It's called Fan Mail, and you can send me a message right from the show notes of the podcast. So look for the link that says send me a text. You can ask a question for a future podcast. You can suggest a guest or just give me any feedback you want. Just remember, it is one way I can't text you back, and I will not have your name, your email address, or your phone number unless you include it in the message. Let me know what you think. No, this was just, this time it felt like a totally different awakening. It felt like, um, just like, sort of like, have you ever heard of an out of, um, a, uh, how do you express it? Um, sort of like an ascending master came in. Hmm. Okay. Like a a walk-in. Have you ever heard of a walk-in? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, I felt like that. I didn't feel like Kimberly. I felt like there had been, it's Kimberly, but I felt like sort of like an interesting emerging. Like you merged. Yeah, like I was back to when I was the blinking, like shortly after that, a week or two after that, my eyes started blinking. And I remember my fiance, I said, my eyes are blinking. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, I used to blink when I was little. And he's like, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. Hmm. And, then, and then my voice started to have more pronunciation. Like I can't say hospital. Like I used to say hospital, like everything is like sort of like more British. And then I was like, this is weird. And then my girlfriend, I was a Reiki master was coming over and then they wanted to keep giving me pills, Oxycontin, Oxycodone and all these medications, pain relievers and pain clinics and things. And I remember thinking, I don't want to do that. Then the eye started uh, communicating Hmm. differently. Like one eye would blink this, this eye would blink that, this eye blink that. And then I was rubbing my hands together and I kept hearing pray, pray, say the Hail Marys, say the Our Fathers. And I always loved to pray, but I was raised in a family that was um, Jewish my mom was Catholic. She converted to Judaism. Hmm. At the time, my fiance was Jewish. We were doing more of the Jewish prayers, but I wanted to say the Hail Marys. Yeah. This was all shifting. 
And um, so yeah, it was really wild. And then I was starting to do more of the praying, my hands were heating up. And then my girlfriend was coming over doing the Reiki on me. And I decided I don't want to do any more pain relievers. I threw them all in the trash. Wow. So it sounds like you kind of, because I know you had some experiences with your hands when you were younger. So did it feel like you were returning to that with the blinking eyes and the hands or? No, this was beyond. I don't remember. Like when I was little, that was not like this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so how did you figure out what to do with your hand? How did you go from that to becoming a medical uh, intuitive? It was over a year of it gradually starting to happen. And then it started to start at first it was healing myself, Mm -hmm. healing myself. The guides were teaching me how to heal myself. So, yeah, you know, when you talked about, you know, coming back in and having the injuries, it reminds me of the story Natalie Natalie Sutman tells about her experience when she went out of body and she came back in and not all of her injuries were healed. So apparently not all of yours were healed either when you came back in. Is that correct? Well, they are now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, if you read my story, you'll hear about my agent that came to me. And then I started healing hundreds of people in Los Angeles from my wheelchair in my living room. Um, But first I had to heal my own head injury. Right. Yeah. But I was doing it with um, understanding that I didn't go to a class. I didn't go anywhere. I was learning how to communicate first with spirit through my blinking eyes. What makes me different from a lot of people is that I'm a medical medium intuitive and I'm also a healer. Yes. Yeah. So all- explain to people what that means, because I heard some people use the word medical medium. Some people use the word medical intuitive, and then there are people that are healers. And those, those can be three different things, right? No. I mean, I don't know. You have to ask me. You have to ask. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I'm just saying. So I know people that are medical, medical mediums, for example, and they'll say, well, I'm a medical medium because I communicate with people on the other side that that kind of tell me what's going on. And then some. I, I know people say they're a medical intuitive because they can look and kind of scan your body. I don't, um, I, I don't know. I have not really seen people. Um, yeah, I guess I've seen I don't know. I don't know what other people do. I mean, I know I'm a medical intuitive medium because I can scan people's bodies and three or mm-hmm. four people know every single thing in them that's wrong with them. I don't know what other people do. I know mm-hmm. what I do. And then also I find the root cause of what's wrong with them, how it happened, why it happened. But more importantly, we also are very nosy and we like to know things before it's gone on. So like if somebody meets me and I'm going to do a session with them um, and maybe they have emotional issues going on and that's why they want to meet me and they don't even want to know what's wrong with them medically. I may find something on them that they don't even know that they have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, someone could come on with me and they'll say, I have a problem with my boyfriend. I'm a a counselor also and I'm a mentor, but I may doing a session with you talking about a boyfriend that you wanted to break up with. And I may say, you know what? You need your left breast looked at because I feel there's an energy attached to you that you have on your left breast. They may say, nothing's wrong with my left breast. And I may say, well, I'm sitting in front of you. And I think that just your left breast needs to get checked. This is like on a Skype session or Zoom session. And then someone may come back to me and go, you know what? I have four stage breast cancer, Kimberly. Thank you. Yeah. So that's the kind of intuitive. I'm super nosy. (laughs) 
yeah. like my class I just did at the New Living Expo. I pull someone out of the audience. I'm like, my guys are telling me that you've had COVID and you now have a problem with your intestinal tract. So I'm just giving you an example. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh yeah, I've had COVID twice. Right, honey? And she's in the audience going, yeah, you've had it twice. And I'm like, because you've had COVID twice, it's because your intestinal tract is not good and you need to boost your immune system more. So I, I'm so annoying to people sometimes because not only do I know his intestinal tract is bad, the reason it's bad is because he brushes his teeth with the wrong kind of toothpaste. And then the guy's like, oh my God, dude, you are annoying. And I'm like, your toothpaste is not the kind they like. Cause I'm hearing toothpaste, toothpaste. And he's like, oh my God, you're right. I use Crest. I'm like, they don't like Crest. They want you to use Tom's because organic toothpaste is better for you. Wow. Wow. So that's what my guys, they go, da, da, da. they're like, they're like on and on and on and on. Yeah. Well, I guess the thing is a lot of these things are connected. So we, we think about, you know, I've got cancer or I've got COVID, I've got whatever. And it's yeah. just, it's a standalone thing, but you're, you're kind yeah. of tying all these things together. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, so that's, that's how I try to explain it to you. Yeah. So like, say I go through your body and I, I'm not trying to laugh, but it's just, the guys are like, so crazy wild. So say you've got COVID and I'm like, yes, you've got COVID, but then they're going to keep going. Okay. We want you to do this. We want you to do that, do that, and that. So after I do the whole scan, I send you a 19 page document of things that we suggest that you do nutritionally, um, your home, your lifestyle and all that stuff on top of it. Yes. So in addition to being a medical intuitive and a medical medium, um, you're also a healer. Is that correct? You can actually heal people. I am. I am a healer. Yes. So if it's through virtual, it is successful. And then I also have an office in LA. I mm-hmm. have a clinic I run two days a week. So people do fly in to see me there. Mm-hmm. And I love healing um, everything. I mean, I do. I mean, the guides do, not me. Uh, they love doing, oh my God. We're at one point where we were like the breast and prostate pe- girl. I mean, I was healing so many breast lumps and prostate cancer. It was, it, it was insane. Hmm. Dissolving breast lumps that, you know, even like if you've had uh, mastectomies, they would smooth the scars out. Yes. Like insane. Like, like wild. Now I understand you've also been scientifically uh, tested for this. Is that correct? Um, yes, the guides, uh, when I was asked to come to these organizations, the guide said, yes, let's go. Um, you know, I, I felt like it was a good thing to do. So I went in, in IONS Institute. Mm-hmm. I stayed there for about a week and a half. And I was in like a Faraday cage. And I got to work on several clients. Dr. Norm Sheely, I did 21 clients, SciTech Institute. I did about 10, 15 people, I think. And um, in these institutes, they do many different studies on you. Some of them are, I mean, they're like, for me, it's so easy, but like some of them are like, wow, I need, I mean, one of them, they want me to go back and do even more because they're so cool. Like one of them, they'll have like with Norm, it was like insane. Like he wrote the forward to my book. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, it was like, oh, okay come in, write down every single thing you have, every single thing that you have, they put it in an envelope and then I go through your body and I would find every single thing that's wrong with a person. And then it was even more than people even knew about. Mm-hmm. 
even down to me knowing you have a root canal or you have a floater in your eye or your knee had a meniscus tear or you've had a stub toe when you were two. Like I would even get down to that much. I mean, that's like makes somebody crazy. Yeah, well, that's, that's... <laughs> and then we did the healing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and I, and then we'd see like in a few months, if the person or in, in even that moment, if they were, the, the tumor was gone, but also long period of time to see if they were, how long the effect was of the healing. Wow. And at the SciTech Institute, we actually had a uh, machine that saw the before and after. Okay. And have those results been published somewhere that people can find them? They're published. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really cool. I, I mean, my work has been out for so long now. I mean, everybody, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, I know for people that are in your, in your circle, um, probably are well, well aware, but sometimes people, we don't know, we don't know that, that, you know, that we'll, we'll, we'll see somebody on, on, on YouTube or we'll see them on a Facebook something. And we kind of wonder, is this, you know, is this for real or is it not for yeah. real? So well, I mean, it could be published by Hay House, Penguin Random House, and St. Martin's Presbyterian. Um, they had to do some pretty heavy-duty investigating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm, not, I'm not questioning that. I just want to kind of help get your ver- your validation out there for people. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah, we all tend to be we ta- all tend to be skeptical, and we've we've seen people before that that say that they can do things and it's it's really and i, I absolutely 100 percent know that healing is real and i know that what you do is real no believe um, me they don't even believe jesus christ is real in fact even when you look up wikipedia they still don't believe jesus did did the work that he did and um i i have no problem with people um yeah that's <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious because you said you were you were raised in a Jewish home. Your mother was Catholic at one point and you were you and your boyfriend or your fiance were living as kind of a Jewish lifestyle or living as Jews. Yeah. Were you surprised to see Jesus when you crossed over? Not at all. Jesus is Jewish. OK, OK. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a real Jesus girl. Yeah. I love Jesus Christ. I have him right around my neck and I have the Virgin Mary. And um, my life is dedicated to um, the Holy Spirit. And in fact, when I go out and do my work, I praise Jesus and the Holy Spirit all the time. I'm one of the mediums or psychic intuitives that um, people often say, I really love coming to you because you're so grounded in the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. And I say, you know, I love everybody's work. I love all religion. Mm-hmm. I love all people and people often say, will you pray, pray with me? I'm Mormon. Will you pray with me? I'm a Jew. Will you pray with me? I'm like, I love everybody, you know, yeah. I'm for everybody and I'm not a particular religion. I'm just spiritual. You know, I just love everybody. So you wouldn't call yourself a Christian? Nope. I'd call okay. myself spiritual. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting because yeah, Jesus is Jewish, and a lot of Christians don't know that. By the way, they think Jesus was a Christian, but um, yeah, again, but but most Jewish people would would say that Jesus wasn't divine. So that's why I was asking that question. Jesus loved everybody, and Jesus wanted everybody to love him. And Jesus really wanted to pray just on a rock, or you know, outside by a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah. That I think it's really interesting that that you had that experience um, because I I also believe that the, the spirit of Christ is universal. It's not it's not specific to any one one religion. But I think people might be surprised to hear you know your language about Jesus and the Virgin Mary, which sounds pretty Catholic. Well, that's why it's important to read the whole book all the way through. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. When you read about the awakening to the fifth dimension, Jesus did his work in the fifth dimension. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what, what is the fifth dimension for people that don't know. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi there. I'm really excited to tell you about my latest ebook. It's four lessons that you can learn from the near-death experience without going through all the trouble of dying to learn them. I've been studying NDEs for several years now. I am completely convinced that not only are they 100% real, but that there's some very universal wisdom that we can get from the near-death experience. And I've distilled that down in this book into four short lessons. And I've also given you all the reasons why I believe the NDEs are absolutely real. So go to www.grieftogrowth.com slash NDE lessons to pick it up for free www.grief2growth.com slash NDE lessons. I hope you enjoy it. It's unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness and acceptance. And we live in dimensional um, world where right now we're living in a third dimension, which Mm -hmm. is fear, worry, dis-ease. We fell from the fifth dimension um, because of ego and Um, you know, when we were first created, which is, um, out of love, the Holy spirit, um, which was loving our brothers and sisters. Um, then we fell down into this man-made conditioned world. Um, then that's where we're at right now, which is Mm -hmm. where everything is like, Oh, drink out of plastic, you know, which we should drink out of glass, you know? all of this controlled society, which was, you know, I hate to say religion, (laughs) which we should just all really just love everybody and love everybody. Even if it's religion, of course, I love some of the traditions, which is beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, and they kind of intertwine most religions do, you know, because I've done the Passover and I've done Easter, you know, it's kind of like all together and so many of them. But anyway, all I'm saying is that we need to leave the third dimension. And we are, even when you look back at, you know, if you look at the fifth dimension group, the song, the age of the Aquarius is here right now. We are in the age of the Aquarius. We are moving into the fifth dimension. Anyways, we're depopulating the 3d world. Um, it has to leave anyway, because our climate crisis is here. So I see anyway, without me even writing this book, um, we are moving into the fifth dimension because we have to leave all the processed food, all the lighting that's happening, all of the plastic has to leave because of the pandemics that are going to go on. It has to move into a fifth dimensional society. We have to love each other. We have to speak our truth. We have to respect each other. We have to love the Holy Spirit, love our creator more, love our mother earth. We have to learn to love, 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 love. Grief to growth in just a few seconds. Did you know that Brian is an author and a life coach? If you're grieving or know someone who is grieving, his book, Grief to Growth, is a best-selling, easy-to-read book that might help you or someone you know. People work with Brian as a life coach to break through barriers and live their best lives. You can find out more about Brian and what he offers at www.grieftogrowth.com www.grief, the number two, G-R-O-W-T-H dot com, or text GROWTH, G-R-O-W-T-H, to 31996. If you'd like to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash grief to growth, www.patreon.com 
slash G-R-I-E-F, the number two, G-R-O-W-T-H, to make a financial contribution. Yeah. So when you and say now, that, you say we're, we're, that we're depopulating the third dimension. Does that mean that this world physically is going to go away? Or what, yes. is, what does that mean? Okay. Yes. That means the third dimensional world will shift into the fifth dimension. And the fifth dimension is learning how to heal ourselves through God, through the energy of raising our consciousness. When you raise, like all this stuff that you see, the news being real funky, the the, the weird stuff going on, mm-hmm. all of that is okay because we have to go through it and see all this stuff. But, and you see everybody protesting and picketing and all this stuff happening. But we're moving into, like when you used to see the Beatles, all we need is love, or the old groups, the fifth dimension, all that stuff. They kind of knew that we would circle back around and go into this fifth dimension. We're purging out the 3D world. We're moving into the fifth dimension. You see these organizations like Oceana, Rewild. That's where we're moving into because we have to clean the ocean. We've got to eat good food. Those 5D foods, 5D energy, drinking good water. So all these things are 5D. Okay. Okay. That's the new awakening. All the kids, the millennial kids, if you look at them, they're not impressed with fame. They want our earth to be beautiful. They want us to move forward in the fifth dimension. If you Google the fifth dimension on TikTok, there's billions, millions, billions of people wanting the fifth dimension. We want to move into this higher dimensional frequency. We don't want the 3D world anymore. Yeah, we do seem to be reaching a tipping point. I saw an article just a couple of days ago. <laughs> Yes. saying that climate change in the next five years, that was a 50-50 chance it's going to like hit a critical point. Um, yeah, we have 10 years left here on this planet if we don't get ourselves together. My hope is we walk into grocery stores and we don't see any more processed food, no plastic bottles. Everything is like nice OLD lighting. So our food is like not being melted and like, bleh. <laughs> yeah. So you you talk a lot about uh, drinking the right water. So just give me an example of what that what that yeah, means. Look, I have a whole chapter called "Water Can Save Your Life." Yeah, drinking the right water is like mineral water out of um, glass containers or still mm-hmm. great containers is great. Okay. Always filter your water out of your sink if you're going to cook. Okay. Okay. And so and I know you, 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 you talk a lot about plastics as well. So we should avoid um, drinking out of plastic. The reason is, yeah, Brian, the reason is because most of the clients that I work with have hormonal problems. 80% of the clients have hormone problems. And that usually goes back to when I talk to them, they're either drinking well water. They're usually drinking water out of the kitchen sink. They're usually drinking refrigerated water or they're drinking a plastic container, uh, Fiji, Arrowhead, you know, something like that. That's mm-hmm. got teaching mm-hmm. EPA. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about this, us making this transition? So it sounds like we're going to make it one way or the other. Either, either we're, the planet's not going to survive and we'll make it or we'll, or we'll take the planet into that. Or how does that work? Oh, we're going to survive. We are going to survive. There's too many people getting educated now, too many other books coming out that are mm-hmm. talking about it they let people know about it like a few years ago, but people just 
now are getting more of the, you know, it takes a few years to get it out there. So more and more people are really opening up to it. We have a lot of uh, uh, people out there. There's Leonardo DiCaprio. There's other people, Congress and people out there now letting people know more and more about it, uh, that we've got to start cleaning up the ocean, cleaning up our fossil fuel and, and all of that. And we just have to say, oh, this is easy. I can drink out of a glass container. I can drink still great. I can make sure I get a filter on my shower so I can breathe in good steam for my lungs. Mm. Especially now since the pandemic happened, more and more people are like, oh, I can make my own food. I, I don't have to eat fast food anymore. I don't have to eat TV dinners, processed foods. When you look back into the 60s, you know, 50s and 60s is when more of the cancer started to have a more rise mm. and more people uh, were eating all of that. Yeah, well, I, you know, I was, I was, growing up in the 60s and 70s and I do remember what, what we call the hippies right so and the Beatles and 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 the fifth dimension I always loved those things and I and I've always thought there's something seriously wrong with this world um and I, I think you're right I think a lot of people are waking up to that now and you know I remember when I was a kid just turning on the news and watching like the Vietnam War uh, and I'm like what what is, what is this what is going on here um, so I think people are kind of waking up to that. And it's good to hear that, that you believe that we're, we're going to make this transition into that age. I do. And I'm well, because I, this is my life. This is what I do every day. I work with hundreds of people and I know when they go off of their processed foods, they go off of their, what they're doing in the 3d and they start doing the nutritional plans. They start praying more. They learn that they can be healed through the Holy spirit and through new way of living and lifestyle and regimens. And they become completely healed. They're not, you know, I don't tell them, oh, don't do what your doctor says, but you can have um, a um, holistic lifestyle and you can also work with your doctors too. But this is the new way, a new revolutionary way of healing. Yeah, well, it's kind of like back back to nature, back to back to the way things you know were. So, for someone that's just an average person like I am living in the suburbs, though, I mean, I'm, do, do we have to grow our own food, or can we buy organic in the grocery store, or what? What? How do we start? Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of things at your grocery store. I don't know if you have farmers markets and things, but in my book, um, I do have recipes too, and I'm sure everywhere you are, I'm sure there's. Um, they have at stores, organic, um, food. Yeah. 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 It's out there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's available for, for, uh, some of us. It's, it's a big shift, right? We've, we've grown up with this, go to the grocery store, just pick up whatever, stop by McDonald's, um, you know, to, to eat. So it's something that we have to be willing to do for ourselves, I guess, and for the planet. Um, if people are really not feeling good anymore, you know, if their bodies are aching, their joints hurt, they've got diabetes, they've got GI tract issues, they've suffered from COVID quite a few times, they need to really look at how can I make my life better? Like you said, also, if you're grieving, if you've lost somebody, you know, if this is what people come to be also, that's going to lower your immune system. Anytime you have a cortisol issue, and you've, you've lost somebody and you've got diabetes and you have things on top of that. You have to say to yourself and say, you're taking a probiotic, you're taking vitamins and these vitamins you've taken for six months and they're still not working. Mm-hmm. And you need to reassess. Okay. Maybe I need a different probiotic. Maybe I need a different vitamin. So this is why people reach out to me. And, and also when you go to a grocery store, look on the packages, look and see what's in them. Because most of the time people are putting the, the, the stores are putting soy 
And the guys go, no soy. Soy and um, a lot of uh, red dyes. So you've got to make sure things are as clean as possible for you because these things raise your blood pressure yeah. and cause estrogen overload. Wow. Yeah, it's good to know. So we, we've talked a lot about your your medical intuitive um, and, and stuff. I want to talk shift and talk a little bit more about mediumship. Um, so you actually communicate with people that are in spirit on the other side. I, I don't I don't like to use the word dead. So that's the common word, but I don't believe anybody dies. So tell me about your mediumship. So, yeah, so it's interesting. So my main people know me about is being a medical medium intuitive healer. Mm-hmm. But since COVID, <laughs> the last couple of years, um, it's God has gifted me with uh, another gift. And that is because so many people have um, transcended, crossed over. I've now started to communicate even more. Well, I've always been since um, my near-death experience, communicated with my grandma. And my grandma's, the book is dedicated to my grandma hmm. and since birth. I was always closest to my grandma and we knew each other in the, in the, in the other life. And I believe people reincarnate. And I do believe, I don't want to cry that we were soulmates from another life. Hmm. And how I know people are soulmates is I do the blinking and codes. When I meet somebody, I can tell because I see the figure eight above the head. So since COVID, a lot of people had lost uh, their loved ones. And even before that, of course, people losing loved ones a lot. I can tell if someone's a soulmate right away because I see a number eight over their head. Now I do a lot of group events and I do one-on-one. So people come on and say, I lost my uh, loved one. I'll say, don't tell me who they are. And I'll hear daughter, son, brother, you know, who they are. And then I'll say, I'll get a blinking code. And sometimes I'll hear they were your soulmate and I'll get information about the loved one. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing many readings now from people that have crossed over, but we never die. Love never dies. We never die. A lot of um, uh, people that cross over. I just did one recently. It was unfortunately a woman. She reached out to me through Facebook. She said, and I don't always look at my messages. So just so everybody knows, (laughs) it's better to just book a session with me. But one night I was up. And a woman reached out to me through Messenger and she said, Kimberly, I'm going to cry. She says, my son left and I'm devastated. And I'm reaching out to you because I can't sleep. And I heard in my head that he took his life. Hmm. And he's uh, young. And I said, did he pass over and was it rough? And she said, yes. She says, I desperately need to talk to you. He's my only son and I'm having a horrible time. And I heard it was drugs and he took his life. Mm. So, and I'm booked solid right now. My next opening is not until June. And I said, I will squeeze you in. And she said, thank God I need you. And he came in so strong for me and he had been struggling with this addiction um, for a long time. He is an earth angel. He crossed over, but came back right away. I saw the number four earth angel and he's around his sister right away. He's right around his little sister. So she jumped on the phone 
I did a reading. The grandma was in the room. They were crying. She felt so much better though. I knew everything about their relationship, little tidbits. And they felt, she wrote me back the next day and said, after the reading, I could sleep. I felt so much better. Wow. I I am so glad that you told that Kimberly, because um, there's so many people that are tied up by their interpretation of the Bible that says, okay, there's, there's no reincarnation that NDEs aren't real. Um, that mediumship is evil. And I, and I get this all the time when I interview people that have had NDEs and I post it on my, on my YouTube channel and these people come out and say, all these things are evil, but I love that story because it shows the, the healing that can come. And this is what I want. This is what I want to get across to people. We talked earlier before we start recording, what do we want to communicate today that we, that we never die, that the, that our loved ones are still right here with us. So thank you for telling that. No. And, and he, he had that struggle and um, his soul is so beautiful. And um, yes, absolutely, sweetheart. And um, he he um, wanted to be messaging through me to his mother how much he loves her, how much he's going to watch over his baby sister. And I knew nothing about this lady, nothing. Yeah. But he communicated this and I didn't even know he had a sister. Yeah. And I said, uh his sister and she says yes and everything and it was just so beautiful that i could release the family yeah well it's interesting because right before and there are no coincidences but right before i got on a day someone sent me an email who who's lost a child and they were asking me a couple of questions and she said i just want to ask you one more thing are our kids okay um so you know thinking god 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 yeah and i'm the kind of medium brian that I never sought out to be one. I was born this way. I came into the world and you can look in the Bible. There's certain people that just have gifts of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And when I was born as a little baby, five months old in the crib, my eyes were blinking and my grandpa would take a video of it. And my mom didn't like it. She would get upset, but my grandma would just say, this is how she is. Hmm. And, um, I believe that my near-death experience just brought me back to who I was supposed to be. And that's just how I am right now. That's yeah. It. I just have people just use, I'm just supposed to be used for this. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. We're all born with gifts. We're, we're born with different gifts and different different levels of gifts. And I, I believe that the children are born still connected to the other side. You know, I think that, that we're all born connected to the other side. We lose that connection. Uh, and some of us through certain events, you know, kind of that connection gets opened up again. Yeah. <laughs> I love praying. People come on and they'll say, some people just come on with me and say, let's pray together. I'm like, yeah, I love praying. I love praying the Our Father all day. I love the Hail Marys. And I love, I love just helping people. It's just my favorite thing to do. That's awesome. So um, let people know how they can get in, and get in touch with you. I know you said you're, you're booked up right now, but we're recording this in, in the middle of May 2022. And so you're booked up for sounds like a month or so, but you're available later in the year, at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm available in June and July this summer. Um, my website's called The Healing Healing <laughs> Trilogy, thehealingtrilogy.com. And why The Healing Trilogy? What does that stand for? I didn't come up with it. It's spirit. I just one day after my car accident and I was had to get a website um, because I was 
doing the healings in the house and needed to mm-hmm. get one. I wrote on a piece of paper, what does spirit want me to have my name? And I just wrote out the healing because it was healing. Mm-hmm. And then I love the Trinity. Mm-hmm. So I wrote trilogy. And so awesome. it's the healing trilogy. Awesome. So people can reach you there. They can book a session with you to do healing, to do mediumship, either one. Yeah. All my services are listed. I have um, my, my standard medical uh, mediumship uh, scanning. And then with that, you also get healing and prayer and um, it's a lot. And you get um, the document, what I feel that you may need any kind of supplements and things. And then I also have um, my mentorship programs and other things listed. Sounds great. And I want to get the name of your book out again for people in case they didn't get it. It'll be in the show notes, but sometimes people don't read the show notes. So it's Awakening to the Fifth Dimension, Discovering the Soul's Path to Healing. It's available everywhere that books are sold. And I understand there's an audio version that uh, that you narrate. Yes. And uh, in the audio version, there is um, a few chapters of prayers and affirmations and exercises that people can use that you might like. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Well, Kimberly, it's been really great getting to know you. Thank you for being here today. I know you're, you just got back from a big trip. I know that you're, you're really busy. So I really appreciate your time. Anything you want to say as we wrap up today? I just want to say to everybody that just keep loving your brothers and sisters. And if you're going through anything, you know, rough right now, just expect that you deserve to have a miracle in your life. And I'm here for you. God bless awesome. you. Thank, thanks so much, so much for being here. Have a great rest of your day. Brian, for having me. Bless you. Thanks for listening to Grief to Growth. Brian hopes that you find this episode helpful and will come back for future episodes. Brian's best-selling book, Grief to Growth, Planted Not Buried, is a great resource for anyone who is coping with grief or knows someone who is. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support it, there are three things you can do to help. The first is to share the podcast with someone that you think it will help. The second is to go to iTunes, rate, and review the episode. The third way you can support the podcast is by becoming a patron. Head over to www.patreon.com slash grief to growth. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash grief, the number two, growth, and sign up to make a small monthly donation. Patrons get access to exclusive bonus content and knowledge that you are helping to spread the message of grief to growth. For more about Brian and grief to growth, visit www.grieftogrowth.com. Hey there, if you liked this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.